So we're on to myocardial revascularization. If you're in a cardiac position, this is going to be a large part of your practice, obviously. Uh, preview question, uh, which of the following represents the most potent risk factor for in-hospital mortality after cabbage? Renal failure, prior coronary artery bypass operation, shock, concomitant congestive heart failure, or MI within six hours of operation. Okay. Shock um, is the correct answer. I'm going to show you some data, however, that shows that Prior coronary artery bypass operation also is high, very high. Uh, renal failure, so that's a tough question, but most of you got uh, shock as one of the high. So most recent guidelines for surgical revascularization um, derived from extensive literature database. These are the results of seminal trials that date back to the 1970s of cabbage versus medical therapy before PCI and stents and everything. Uh, newer randomized controlled trials of cabbage versus PCI and medical treatment, and then guidelines that are based also on studies of stable ischemic heart disease but are also applicable to unstable and non-STEMI situations. Uh, so the goal in each of these situations is to treat symptoms and also prolong survival. And in some cases, those are two different data points. And also prevent and delay complications of coronary disease. So this is directly from that circulation article, and these are the, the guidelines. And this is for survival, okay? Revascularization to improve survival compared with medical therapy. Heart team approach is class 1A. To calculate the STS and syntax scores is a 2A. Cabbage for unprotected left main is class 1. And all of these uh, criteria for each of these situations, uh, you kind of need to be uh, familiar with. Over here, we've listed just a couple of things that are highlights. Heart team approach is always class one, and there seems to be a syntax score division point. If you're 22 or greater, that's a complicated lesion. If you're under that, that's more amenable to PCI. Cabbage is class 1 for unprotected left main, and PCI is not. Decisions hinge on STS score and syntax score calculation. But as you know, uh, have any of you calculated a syntax score before? It's fun, isn't it? Okay. It takes, uh, you have to do it on a computer. It's very difficult. And so it's not done. The cardiologists don't use it. They guesstimate what a syntax score is based on the lesion set. And, uh, you know, STS score is much easier to do, and uh, we probably don't even do that much. So you can calculate each of those. These are the online sites 
for a syntax score calculation and STS risk calculation. This is continued um, indications for PCI and cabbage and their grades. Cabbage has a survival advantage over PCI in every scenario except single vessel disease without a proximal LAD, sudden cardiac death with uh, VTAC, and also note that ventricular dysfunction is an important indication rather than contraindication for cabbage. So if they have reduced LV dysfunction, that's the ones we need to be operating on. And that's the ones the cardiologist should, should send our way, EFs in the 30, 35 range. All right, these are the indications and revascularization to improve symptom, okay? These are symptom guidelines with significant anatomic or physiologic uh, coronary artery stenosis. And um, so be familiar with these. Note that cabbage and PCI are equivalent class recommendations for symptom control except in complex three-vessel disease where cabbage is preferred. 80 to 90% control of symptoms after cabbage up to one year, 60% at 10 years. And that's gonna be related to the completeness of revascularization and patency. So interpreting coronary disease, this, this is an important um, distinction. Coronary angiography is the gold standard, but it's limited by a 2D view. And also there's a significant inter-observer uh, observer variability, up to 50%, and uh, anatomic assessment of uh, coronary disease. So a 50% guesstimate uh, based on cath corresponds histologically or cross-sectional to a 75% reduction in cross-sectional area. A 75% that the cardiologist would call correlates to a 95% reduction in cross-sectional area. So when you're getting your views and they say, oh, he's got a 60% stenosis, well, that's always gonna be a significantly increased reduction in cross-sectional area. And you've gotta figure that into your calculations. Also, adjective methods of assessment include FFR and IFR. These are being increasingly used by cardiologists to, to objectively prove uh, the presence of coronary disease. Also, IVUS. Just by show of hands, how, how many of you have, uh, of your places use FFR or IFR routinely? That's pretty good. Okay. Um, so FFR basically is a functional, physiologic, not anatomic, it's not a guesstimative based on the, uh, uh, the uh, cath, measure of stenosis that relates with ischemia producing lesions. Less than 0.8 on the FFR is a significant stenosis. So an FFR of 0.6 means that flow in this artery is 60% of normal. IFR is similar to FFR, also a physiologic measure of stenosis, but they don't use adenosine in this, and it has a different threshold. Anything less than 0.9 in IFR is a significant stenosis. 
And this just gives a diagram of what that FFR is actually measuring. Distal mean pressure compared to the aortic pressure. So a risk assessment in cabbage, prediction of risk can permit the surgeon and the patient to weigh the potential risk and benefit of an operation. And uh, this forms the basis of an informed consent. You have to be able to teach and explain this to the patient. These are based on clinical evaluation and uh, cardiac surgery database risk models that predict operative mortality and also morbidity. The STS database risk calculator uh, is one of these tools. There are 20 or more risk assessment scores in the literature, and all of them will yield different results for you. And different people have different scores that they'll go to. We uh, often use the STS, but that probably underestimates some patient's risk. Uh, as you will see, there's no indication and no measure of frailty and some other factors that, that need to come into play. So this is the STS database risk model, and these are the top 10 variables associated with mortality in cabbage. What is the number one? It's multiple reoperations. Okay, that's a four times odd ratio, odds ratio. Uh, first reoperation still beat shock in the STS database. Uh, emergency status, renal failure, also high. Uh, balloon pump, diabetes. Uh, so all of these things uh, you should be familiar with as you evaluate your patient. What are the top 10 variables associated with morbidity in cabbage? And renal failure tops that list. Uh, multiple reoperations is number two. Shock is, is number three. So they also classify major complication or morbidity as a composite outcome of five specific conditions, stroke, renal failure, prolonged ventilation, mediastinitis, or a reoperation. Special circumstances in cabbage, STEMI. Uh, PCI is really uh, performed in about 95% of these cases because the outcome is time dependent. Faster time to revascularization than cabbage. Uh, emergent cabbage would be indicated in four settings, which we've kind of uh, mentioned before, but unsuccessful PCI with ongoing ischemia, a mechanical complication such as VSD or acute MR, shock, uh, and life-threatening ar arrhythmia with a left main or three-vessel disease. Timing is controversial. It's reasonable to do an emergent cabbage within six hours from time onset, uh, from symptom onset or uh, beyond six hours, generally try to get them out past 24. Left main uh, coronary disease is present in 5% of catheterization. 70% will be associated with multivessel disease, so high correlation. May be treated with PCI, but this is class 2A or, 3, or 2B and cabbage is class one in this indication. Severe LB dysfunction, uh, identification of viable uh, myocardium preoperatively is important. Uh, PET, again, is the gold standard. Most studies comparing PCI and cabbage show similar survival, 
but some show improved outcomes with cabbage. Uh, class 2A for an EF 35 to 50%, 2B for EF less than 35%, and PCI doesn't even have a recommendation in that situation. Chronic total occlusion is another uh, situation. Uh, this is found in 20% of all caths and associated with 75% rate of multivessel disease. Revascularization is not possible or in it's not attempted in 65% of cases. Cardiologists call this a type C lesion, and it's a very high-risk thing to deal with. This is where cardiologists lose sleep over. Uh, they can perforate this coronary. They can cause dissections. And so the risk-benefit ratio for this lesion is almost isn't worth their time, okay? And uh, I just recently reviewed a a lawsuit uh, from a, cardiolo a cardiologist case where they tried to intervene in one of these. And so this, this, is, this is a tough situation for a cardiologist and you need to be aware of that. Uh, this contributes 10 to 15 points to a syntax score. And you remember 22 is our kind of cutoff between going cabbage or PCI. So just with this one lesion, you're getting up to 15 points. Cabbage is able to achieve higher rates of complete revascularization than a PCI uh, by nearly 20%, and that correlates with improved survival and reintervention rates. In stage renal disease, cardiovascular disease is the most common um, cause of death in these patients that have uh, in stage renal. They have high morbidity rates, most of them diabetes, hypertension bad peripheral vascular disease, terribly calcified vessels, and uh, most of the time they're on some, some type of um, coagulation, anticoagulation, and they've got a coagulopathy. Some studies show increased risk of mortality by three times. Um, mediastinitis rate has increased, stroke rate has increased, and despite this risk, cabbage will confer a survival advantage over medicine or PCI in these patients. So a word about conduits. Um, IMA um, used in 99 plus percent of cabbage procedures in the STS database. It's very resistant to atherosclerosis. There's a high, higher basal production of nitric oxide and prostaglandin II. And there's a downstream effect that protects the rest of the target vessel. No vasoconstriction, even if your patient comes off on norepi, and nitro can vasodilate the IMA, but not saphenous vein grafts. Can also vasodilate and help your uh, free radio, your radial grafts. Uh, pedicle versus skeletonized harvesting. Uh, there's some controversies and talk about this in the literature as well. Sternal blood flow is decreased after a pedicled harvest. There's less sternal ischemia with a skeletonized technique, and there are low rates of sternal infection, especially in diabetics and especially if you are doing bilateral mammary uh, harvesting. So it leaves the venous plexus intact. Technically, it's much more demanding and it's a little more time consuming. 
but it does provide a longer conduit with a larger lumen and flow, uh, but over time there's no patency differences between a pedicled and a skeletonized graft. Patency for alema is at 10 and 15 years is 95 and 88 percent compared with saphenous vein graft over the same interval, 61 and 32 percent. The most important thing you do for your patients is get a lima to the LAD, no question. That's the only thing we do that confers a survival advantage for them. All the other grafts are treating symptoms. The radial artery um, used in about 6% of cabbage procedures, which uh, is, is fairly low. Thicker media than the IMA and more propensity for atherosclerosis. And you can see in diabetic patients that when you harvest these, they may be even calcified. They may spasm, but they respond well to vas vasodilators. Nitro is most effective for inhibition and reversal. Calcium channel blockers also are useful postoperatively. The uh, vessel is taken endoscopically in about 50% of cases in the SDS database versus open harvest in 50%. You should always do a collateral circulation Allen's test to assess dependency. And um, in terms of patency, there are better rates when the distal uh, to an 80 to 90 percent stenosis is used. In fact, you probably shouldn't put a radial graft to anything less than 70, even 70 you kind of worry about. So a graft or RCA has lower patency than the left side and a T or Y graft configuration may yield better patency versus direct aortic anastomosis. But this is also controversial and really depends on the size of the vessel. Sometimes you may want to use a four millimeter punch on your aorta for a radial direct as opposed to a four and a half punch, if that makes sense. 98% uh, at five years patency versus saphenous vein graft, 86. Saphenous vein graft is the most commonly used conduit by far. Very easy to use, versatile, always available almost of the time. Resistant to spasm, early uh, aspirin and statin use have decreased uh, graft atherosclerosis progression. Most of the time it's harvested, able to be harvested via uh, endo endoscopic harvest. And this has significantly reduced wound morbidity, particularly in diabetic patients. Patency, most studies show similar patency between EVH and open. Uh, there's a no-touch technique that has been claimed to be superior in randomized uh, studies, 90 versus 76% at eight and a half years. Other conduits, gastroepiploic artery, this is not used very frequently, five-year patency at about 80%, and there's a potential for intra-abdominal ischemic uh, complications. Anybody routinely use gastroepiploic? That's good. Lesser saphenous, uh, even cephalic vein, if you're very desperate. Lower patency than leg vein, kind of the last resort. Cryopreserve vein, you know, we kind of refer to that as a parking lot graft. So bypass conduits, here's the summary of the patency rates. IMA, one, five, and 10 years. Radial artery, 
and saphenous vein. So the patency of a free IMA is similar to a pedicled graft. So oftentimes you can't reach a, a bilateral IMA. You take down your rema, and that often has to be used as a free graft because it just won't reach all the way to the PD or won't get all the way to the OM, even through the transverse sinus. And so it's good to know that a free graft will, is just as good. A free rema is just as good as a pedicled uh, rema. IMA grafts to vessels other than the LAD appear to have lower patency rates, however. So basic conduct of operation, there's, you know, a, a wide variation in the configuration of grafts that people use. Uh, there's sequential grafts, and um, uh, these, these are excellent options to try and conserve conduit conserve anastomoses and uh, do an efficient uh, operation. Composite grafts or T or Y grafting, uh, if you're trying to do multi-arterial or total arterial grafting, which you know ultimately that should be our, our goal in this due to the data that we're seeing, or in the situation where you can't do any proximals if you've got a, a bad calcified aorta. This is often dictated by the location of the lesion, uh, severity of disease, conduit quality, and then arterial versus venous. And we just gave some examples of some graft configurations that are possible. Uh, the benefits of the IMA, decreased incidence of reoperation and increased median interval to reintervention from eight to 12 years improves survival and decreased incidence of angina and hospitalization for cardiac events. And if you don't use an IMA to the LAD, that's a huge strong negative risk factor, which is why that's a data point in the STS ratings. Bilateral IMA studies show uh, most of the time improved long-term survival. 10-year uh, survival for BEMA is 86% versus a single IMA at 71%, and 12 years, 79 and, 80, and 71. Superior reoperative, uh, reoperation-free survival. Uh, and there's always concern for increased sternal wound infections, which, you know, some of the data shows that that's real. There are other papers that, that don't show that increased incidence and it may only be with um, diabetics. And again, this may be decreased with a skeletonized technique for uh, one or both of the IMA. Still represents only about 6% of cabbage cases in the STS database. So not many, not many are doing it. Uh, Multi-arterial grafting uh, has increased um, but not, not probably enough due to the attrition of the known attrition of the saphenous vein grafts with time. Multiple studies, randomized data show improvement in early and late outcomes. There's superior event-free survival at 20 months, improved graft, graft patency up to almost three years. And there's less angina recurrence, low to, lower cardiac event rate, and the 15-year survival uh, is noted there. Indarterectomy. Uh, indication is when a necessary target, 
uh, and no site is available for grafting. This is usually in severe diffuse disease, common in diabetics. Mortality rate just for doing an endarterectomy can be as high as 6%. Single vessel is uh, 1.8 and multivessel 5.5. Perioperative MI incidence uh, for endarterectomy is about 5 or 10% and the late results are inferior to coronary bypass without endarterectomy. Recurrent angina, 25% at five years, and the three-year patency of a LEMA to an endarterectomized LAD is 74 to 80% in comparison with, you know, in the 90s in most instances. Five-year survival of 76 to 83%. So overall survival uh, for cabbage, 92% at five years, down to 66% at 15. And the survival is decreased by return of ischemic vents and progression of disease, uh, including recurrent angina and MI, 41% at 15 years. Highest mortality risk is in the first, first month after surgery and then declines to as lowest at about one year post-op. Hazard phase then begins to rise again after that first year after surgery, and that probably goes to vein, vein graft closure, which is why you want to try to get as many arterial grafts as possible. This shows the changing population of the cabbage patients in the STS database. Uh, now, your professors were doing surgery way back in the 80s when the mean EF was 62%. Only 17% of op patients were women. Very low reoperative intervention rate and very low emergent cases. And then watch over the decade as these things have increased. In 2000, mean EF had dropped to 45%. More women were being operated on, more reoperations, and more urgent. And now, even more urgent operations. Our re-op rate has dropped about the same in terms of the number of women who always have more risk, higher risk for their surgery. And the EF is about the same, uh, about 50. So over these times, operative mortalities have continued to drop despite the fact that the patients are getting more difficult, okay? So the causes of mortality, primary cardiac failure uh, accounts for about 65% of them. And then neurologic events, bleeding, respiratory failure, or some type of arrhythmia. Quality of life, freedom from angina in the Berry trial, 84% at five to 10, uh, at five and 10 years. Freedom from MI, 86% at 10 years and then freedom for reintervention, 80 to 90% at 10 years. These are excellent, durable results in, in comparison with PCI. Least likely to improve those patients with CHF, uh, females, older patients, and diabetics. Most surviving patients have a satisfactory quality of life for more than five years post-cabbage. Their maximal exercise capacity is improved uh, and is influenced by this complete revascularization. Hypokinetic, akinetic, or even dyskinetic LV segments often improve their systolic function, and LV diastolic function is also improved with successful cabbage. 
when the EF is less than 30, myocardial scarring is greater and usually limits um, the potential for LV recovery. Cabbage does not decrease the frequency or severity of exercise-induced or resting arrhythmia, ventricular arrhythmias. Now a word quickly about reoperative cabbage. There are no randomized trials comparing medical therapy with reoperation. Uh, the incidence of redo cab is declining, 2.3% most recently in the, in the uh, STS database. This is probably due to more standard use of the lima, more arterial grafts, good medical management with platelet inhibitors and statins. This vein graft failure is a unique process. Um, it's very diffuse, as you can see from this uh, graft here. Uh, diffuse concentric intimal fibroplasia, and it starts within months after the, the operation. Some of these lesions are friable and unstable and embolic, and so any manipulation of these graft areas can embolize this debris downstream into the normal coronary, which is why redo surgery is so difficult and risky. So this can be an active event-producing lesion. Indications for surgery for reoperative cab, saphenous vein graft to an LAD, hopefully that's a rare occurrence. Multiple stenotic saphenous vein grafts applying large territories of myocardium. Multivessel disease with a proximal LAD lesion. And late stenosis, greater than five years, benefit from reoperation early. Less than five years have the same survival as if you treated them medically. So the strongest indication is one of the above pressed plus LV dysfunction. And the outcomes from that uh, operative mortality is 4 to 11 percent in comparison with about 2 percent for reoperative or, or with uh, primary cabbage. Risk factors are older age, female gender and emergent reoperation, and then late results. Recurrence of angina is more common than primary. Uh, reoperation, five-year survival is only 76% and 10-year, 55 to 70%. TMR, we, we need to mention something about that with a, a CO2 or holmium laser, and that's the creation of these channels in a scarred or ischemic myocardium. And, uh, you know, the reports are that it relieves angina in some trials, uh, that exercise tolerance will not be improved, however, and uh, there's not really a lot of good science as to the mechanism of action. There's been a steady decline in use, uh, and in the STS database in 2018, there were only 74 total cases nationwide done. All right, so your follow-up question, which of the following is true regarding cabbage in the setting of STEMI? PCI is the treatment in 75% of cases due to faster time to revascularization. Cardiogenic shock is not an indication for cabbage. TIMI score is useful in risk stratification. It is reasonable to do emergent cabbage within six hours of onset of symptoms. Cabbage should be performed for mechanical complications of acute MI, such as VSD and AI.
Okay, so it's reasonable to do emergent cabbage within six hours of onset. Uh, if you can't, or if it's going to be prolonged after that, it's good to try and get them out past 24 